This is everyone's personal development show, Keep Breath Free. Welcome. It's my first-hand experience how to speak of my own earning process in the product management field. Once you have the role model to look up to, who's been there, done that for whatever you want to achieve for yourself, either you have met him or her virtually or in person, the image of the successful people you ingrained in your head, the way they act, the way they speak, and last but not least, the way they think will slowly becoming yours. You mimic the successful approaches the world model experience, and that's the fastest way to success. Mark Abraham is one of those product leaders I looked up to, learning from as a product management professional. I knew him at the product tank event he hosted in Hong Kong. The reason why I'm telling you this is attending product event is crucial to NPMs. I know we are all busy, but we have to make it a habit to connect with the peers. We can only thrive as a community, and that's one of the secret sources to put into an industry which you are not familiar with. Mark is the head of product, chief product officer in any given point in time in his career timeline. With nearly two decades of product management experience in his current role, he's the senior group product manager at Intercom, the engagement OS, the all-in-one customer communication platform. Without further ado, Let's tune into our conversation with Mark Abraham. Hey, welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, I, me too. I'm really looking forward to this. So to kick off this episode, uh, can you tell us a little bit about our background? How do you, how do you get to where you're at today? And very importantly, uh, because we know each other via MightyPortal. What is MightyPortal and what have you been doing? and MightyPortal for the last seven years. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a bit about me. Uh, my name is Mark Abraham. I've been in product for 10 years now. I celebrated my 10-year anniversary uh, a few months ago. I can show you, the, you know, can share the highlights and the scars, maybe in a different conversation. And it's been quite a journey even getting into product. So I started my professional career as, as a corporate lawyer, uh, then moved out of that, uh, stayed in professional services where I had my first experience of rolling out a big software uh, CRM project. I thought, I want to do more of this. I want to get out of professional services, got into digital, which was quite a, a journey to get into in itself. But I found my way into the digital sphere, working initially as a project manager, mm. mostly working for, for agencies here in London. And then... We're talking 2010 when I found out about this thing called product management. Uh, so I thought, that sounds interesting. That sounds broader than just managing a project. You're mm. managing a product and the product lifecycle. So I found my way into that. Um, and I've been doing that for the last 10 years, as I said, in a, in a variety of roles, working in a variety of organizations, different products, yeah. B2B, B2C. Um, and I really feel that with product, yeah. I, found, I found my calling, so to speak. Um, so yeah. that's a little bit about me. And we can obviously delve into that a bit more, if you like, at yeah. any point. And then specifically about buying the product, because as you say, that was a, a key part of me even finding out about and learning more about yeah. uh, product management back in 2010, when I was still a project manager going to you know, product tank meetups, um, in in London, which were very small affairs, you know, in a in a bar with you know fifty people talking a bit about product, uh, but that really got me into product management, got me into the product community here in London, uh, and I 
got involved more formally, if you like, when I started curating some of these local product tank meetups. These are meetups that are free of charge buying for product people where we typically get a couple of speakers mm. from different product backgrounds talking either about a specific theme or they're talking mm. about case study. And yeah, so that's how my involvement started. And then, then I started coordinating the different product tanks. We've now got over 200 product tank wow. meetups globally. Um, when Whereas where I started was just a handful. And now it's, it's massive, which is great. It means that we've got mm. an amazing community globally of product people. Um, and the last few years, I've been involved more specifically with the Mind and Product Conferences. So we do a number mm. of conferences for different product regions, APAC, uh, the Americas and Europe, really putting together the kind of content for those conferences, finding interesting speakers with interesting stories to tell. Um, so, yeah, that's, 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 that's again, a, 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 sh a short summary of, mm. of Mind and Product and my involvement there. Uh, that's a perfect introduction, and I I have to say I always admire admire you what have what you have been doing uh, with my product and the product management. I still remember that uh, half of the decade ago, I be uh, I believe product tank is the first product in person product event that I have been to, and uh, that's how I know about my product and your role uh, as I learn and. Uh, after that, I always look up your work about product management issues, and also you have written multiple books about product management. Uh, so, okay, this episode is all about product management. So, I the first question I want to ask is, what are the misconceptions about being a product manager? Um, misconceptions about being a product manager. There's plenty, and I think one of the common ones I found is that. A product manager is expected to have all the great product ideas. Uh, so almost feeling like you're a bit like Steve Jobs and you have to come up with these ideas. Um, but that's that's far from the truth uh, from what I've experienced because I found that uh, in reality, product ideas or ideas of improving, whether it's improving an, an existing product or feature or coming up with a new idea to solve a problem can come from anywhere. Often I find uh, that engineers and designers have, have great ideas because they really understand systems, they understand customer experiences. But equally, I've had great ideas from people across businesses that I've worked with in marketing or in sales or even from the customers directly. But that's, I think, a key misconception worth mentioning is that we don't have to have the ideas. We can be perfect, what I call editors, of mm. an idea that came from someone else. We don't always have to be creators. In fact, more often than not, as product managers, we're not the, the original creators. Got it. To continue on this question, I would like to ask you the last question. What is the brutal truth about being a product manager? The brutal tr truth of being a product manager is that you have to uh, spend a lot of time working and influencing people. Um, mm. You know, I know there has been talk about the 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 product managers, the mini CEO, and I don't want to bring up that debate all over again. Uh, <laughs> but the reality is, and you know, because when you talk about mini CEO, and th that can sound quite misleading, because I've 
I've I've seen product managers with the best of intentions thinking I am the mini CEO of of a team of a product and, and therefore I can tell people exactly what they what they need to do and they'll do it and everyone will listen and it will all go according to plan and the brutal reality is very different where we're not the CEO of our products yes we are uh ultimately accountable for for setting the direction of travel for a product or for a particular opportunity or problem space um, and we're accountable for the success or the failure of that product but the 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 the, the, the brutal truth is that we don't have any influence or formal authority i should say mm-hmm. over the people who we desperately need to make a product a success to solve a problem collectively and so therefore as a product person you spend a lot of time really managing mm. stakeholders working closely with your team members influencing mm. without authority um mm. and and that 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 is a, a huge part of what we do which often gets underestimated and i've made that mistake myself uh, oh. thinking well I can set I, I can set the direction for the product and everyone will follow and it doesn't work like that. You need to spend a lot of time and energy in mm. just really getting people to buy into ideas, getting people to to buy into whether the problem is even worth solving in the first place, and taking people on a journey constantly, building the relationships to do that effectively. Got it. Basically, no authority, no ego influence uh, without authority and uh basically responsible for uh have the extreme ownership and responsibility for the product success um the next question i would like to ask is are any examples of accidental product managers um uh, because uh, i've been in the field quite a number of um, successful product people and they, are, they, they have been taken a very different path into product management. So I would like to ask, uh, are there any examples of standard product managers and how did they become product managers? And what do these examples feel about the landscape of product management? Yeah, and I have to go back to to maybe with my, my first experiences when I joined kind of Product Tank and Minor Product and the, and the people I met there, because I should really give credit to to uh, Martin Erickson, Simon Cast, and Jana Basto, mm-hmm. the the founders of Minor Product, and uh, and Dave. I'm I'm a very small cog in in that operation. We've got an amazing team of people behind Product Tank and behind the Minor Product conferences. But if you take Jana Basto, like I said, one of the co-founders of Minor mm-hmm. Product, is a really good example of an ex- accidental uh, product manager where she was doing a lot of kind of customer support mm-hmm. uh, and solving customer problems as a customer support person effectively. And I'm sure I'm not doing her her story and her background justice fully, but you know, it's fully justice rather. It's but through that she was like, I'm actually doing this. I'm 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 being a product manager. I'm listening to mm-hmm. customers. I'm solving their problems. I'm trying to based on that feedback I'm getting from customers, I'm learning how I can um improve the product or improve the features and i've seen plenty of of similar stories where people were effectively doing that kind of role without having the um the 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 product manager job title 
Mm. Um, and uh, or even thinking about it that way. But if you bring product management down to the core principles, mm. uh, for me, when I look at product managers and even or when I talk about the product mindset, again, mm. it's less about the title, but for me, it's much more about curious people who mm. want to understand why, want to get into the detail, want to always looking for problems to solve and understand why it's a problem, what the impact of a problem is. So curiosity is a key part. Mm. The uh, collaboration is a key part. Again, going back to, to, to your previous question about the brutal yeah. truth is it's such a collaborative role. That's, that's the reality yeah. of being a product yes. person, but that's, that's key of being a product um, person. And the, the, other aspect is is really about uh, the customer. Really, people with mm. a strong customer focus. Again, you'll find lots of people who work in customer facing roles where I would say that they're effectively acting as an as a product manager already. So they're you know to your mm. point about being an accidental product manager, they doing it without even realizing it. So those mm. are some of the common components of being a product manager. Um, mm. that I already still see to this day where people are doing that without that product manager job title or have been doing it and therefore getting into a product management role is a, is a natural evolution, even mm. though it feels quite accidental at the time. Uh, it explains quite a bit about the uh, characteristic of the perfect product of people. They like to collaborate, they influence people and... Uh, yeah, basically they just facilitate. Mm. Since this episode is all about uh, for people, for people like the five year uh, old self, the old arrow five years ago, when I can trying to break into product management and uh, how to start, how to land a job, these kind of things. So uh, I would like to ask a question from the employer perspective. When in when a company is seeking a new product manager to join the product team, what does it look for and why? And 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 just just to clarify, when you say is it starting a product team from scratch, or uh, they've they're they're looking to add people to to the existing product team? Um, mm, is mm, there is there mm, any uh, of the two or both? Mm, Starting from scratch. Yeah, I think starting from scratch, and 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 there's, you know, like with everything in product management, there's not one size fits all answer mm. to your questionnaire. I'm afraid because <laughs> it it very much it depends on 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 the stage, and that's why uh, the stage mm. of the company, the stage of the product, and that's why I wanted to clarify: is this to start from scratch, uh, or is this to grow an existing product team? Because often. Um, you'll be looking for different things mm. when hiring mm. uh, at different stages of the product life cycle or the, the company life cycle. But if we look at the scenario where you want to um, start a product team from scratch, mm. what, what I often find the problem that uh, teams or companies that are looking to build a product team from scratch are looking to solve and where they where where product managers can really help is it's often companies that feel that they've done a really good job with the first iteration of a product mm. got it over the line got some traction but they're struggling how to iterate on that product 
uh, or they've gone to build something else or another feature and have forgotten about the first iteration. And mm. where product manager can help there is to really think about how do we evolve the product? Mm. So we have we have a minimum viable product out there. We've got that first iteration. I come in as a product person to really drive that product forward, look at how we can improve uh, the product mm -hmm. depending on our understanding of customer needs. Those needs might even have evolved since we launched the DMVP. And mm -hmm. what that means is when you're hiring, again, I always look at some core characteristics uh, yes. of, of product managers. It doesn't, especially at that stage, you don't necessarily need someone who's been a product manager for for 10 years and well, it's great, but you don't necessarily need someone. You need someone I think who can, who is creative, who, who can solve problems, can really help deliver value to your customers early and often is important. Someone who looks at data and really gets other people in the organization to look at data, like, you know, analytics, how are people using your product? How are they not using their product? Where do they drop off? Hmm. Those are the kind of attributes I'm looking for when when you're joining that first product team. A, because I think in, in my experience, it helps to solve that problem at hand, hmm. which is how do we improve on what's already out there often? And that hmm. might be a very early MVP. It might be a few iterations, but also can help to, to really set the tone for future hires hmm. to say, yes, we, we need a team that ultimately can really work with make data informed decisions a team that is creative and can spot new opportunities is good at creative problem solving so that's why i'm, I'm talking about those characteristics to look out for when you hire that first product person got it with all the characteristics uh, you just mentioned uh, uh there are two major tool sets for product managers to uh how to evolve a product you just mentioned it. Uh, one of which, which is customer research and one of which is quantitative like uh, data analytics. But the question I want to ask you is about why is customer research important to the both product team and the end user? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I and th this might sound a bit flippant, but I believe that you can't uh, be a product manager or be a good product manager without any kind of customer learning. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I'm still surprised when I sometimes speak to product people say, well, I don't speak to customers or don't have the time to do that. Yeah. Um, customer research, I, I call it customer learning because there's lots of different ways that we can learn from our customers and target customers is really critical if we want to first hmm. of all understand whether we as product people and as product teams are focusing on the right problems hmm. it's hmm. very easy without testing with customers and learning from customers to focus on a product or sorry a hmm. problem or an opportunity hmm. and going down a bit of a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that it's a great problem to solve or it's an impactful problem to solve or it's a promising opportunity, market opportunity to go after. Mm -hmm. But unless you get some validation from mm -hmm. customers, you might be focusing on the wrong problem 
uh, or on the wrong solution to that problem or the wrong market opportunity. Right. So it's absolutely critical. And and as you say, there there's ways of learning from customers early and often, whether you do that through quantitative data, qualitative data, often they go hand in hand, which I can talk about. But it's 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 critical to have that constant validation uh, mm. for what you're doing, because otherwise you could easily go uh, down the wrong path and and lose a lot of money, opportunity, opportunity cost mm. in the process, God. and alienate your customers as a result as well. I should add. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So now we know the principles and now we have some tool sets in our arsenals, how to approach um, uh, customer research and port of research in general. Can you give us some specific actions that I can take? Say like if I were an aspiring port manager, I don't have prior experience in port management at all. And I want to work for a FinTech, for instance, a cryptocurrency wallet like Finance. How should I approach customer research, and uh, what should I show the uh, in the interview for the hiring manager? Can you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if I can, before I answer your question, you're right in pointing out that customer research is a really important tool. Mm. Using data to inform decisions is another great tool and skill to have as a mm. product person. But for me, there's a even more fundamental and more basic tool or skill set that precedes that, uh, mm -hmm. which is asking questions. Mm. I talked uh, at the beginning of our conversation about curiosity as a really important superpower for product people. And, um, and that precedes customer research. It all starts with asking questions. Yes, uh, a, a qualitative user interview is ultimately another way of asking questions. This time you're asking questions about the user, to the user, about the behaviors. It's with it's all about asking questions. And I think mm. to answer your question now is, if you're thinking about, I want to get into product, mm. I uh, want to be able to demonstrate that curiosity and my ability yes. to ask questions and to understand yes. problems to potential um you know, em employers, there's there's a number of examples I can give you to, to demonstrate how you can ask those questions and, and how you can go about that. So the best place to start, and not just for when it comes to preparing for interviews, but I still do this day to day as a product mm -hmm. manager, is come up with, with some assumptions that you might have about the product, the problem the product is looking to solve, and the users of that product. So if you talk about cryptocurrency, mm. what do, what can I learn in a short space of time about why cryptocurrencies are a thing, who its, <laughs> who its users are, um, what they expect from, from investing in cryptocurrencies, mm. um, and have some assumptions there. there. You know, that's mm. a great starting point. Because mm. then you can say, okay, how can I, how can I do customer research on a small scale to really mm -hmm. validate those assumptions? And for example, you could, mm. if you want to learn more about customers uh, and what 
what they think about cryptocurrency, how they use them. I've done uh, over the years, I've done a lot of guerrilla testing, as it's called, where you go to a coffee shop and, oh, and, and you ask people, can yeah. I ask you a few questions? And you offer to buy them a coffee as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a simple way of saying thank you. But that's, for instance, where you could say, have you bought cryptocurrencies? When was the last time you, you bought them mm. or thought about them? Or do you even know what they are? Mm. Right. And that's a very simple, very crude, but very meaningful way of learning very quickly about who are these cryptocurrencies investors? What are their thoughts about them? What they do you expect when they, ex- uh, when they invest in crypto? Which platforms do they use? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way of, of doing that customer research. Mm-hmm. What I also do is product uh, reviews. Uh, so if you mm-hmm. go to, to my site... Mm-hmm. Or check me out on Medium. You can find my mm-hmm. my simple product reviews where I take a product and ask questions like, "What do I expect the product to do before I even use it?" Oh, and I and that's my first question. I write down my assumptions. The second question I always ask with these reviews is, "How does the product explain itself in the first minute?" And I take screenshots and I, and, I, and I write down what I see and how product expi- explains itself. Um, how does it work? I write down the experience. I go through a few steps in the product, trying to buy something, for example, or trying to sign up. But that's another way of doing that research and showing to a potential employer, I've looked into your cryptocurrency platform. I've done a product review. Uh, I've also spoken to some customers um, and it's a really good way, simple, but effective way of demonstrating a, your curiosity, like I said, you know, cause you've, you've done the homework, you've spoken to customers, you've had some assumptions, you've asked them questions. Um, you're curious about the product cause you've reviewed it. You might've looked at some competitors and that's, if you can present that in a story to potential employers, is, is can be really powerful because you've 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 done the homework but more importantly you've demonstrated some key characteristics of what they're most likely are looking for in the product managers that they're looking to hire oh, wow thank you so much for just pointing out a lot of different types of examples in how can an inspiring product manager to conduct um, Product research, user research like this, because sometimes uh, some other people ask me uh, in these few years, how should they approach uh, or break into product management? There, there are actually million and one ways to do about it. So back to <laughs> yeah, back to what you just said, it is all about curiosity, creative uh, to show your employer uh, your learning journey. Uh, about the product and about the customer around it. So yeah, thank you very much. And it, you just make it up on the spot. So uh, and 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 that's exactly uh, that's exactly the, you're making a great point there uh, because there's not one way to do product. There's more, there's thousand and one ways to do product management. Uh, and equally, there's thousand and one ways to get into product. As we talked about, accidental. Uh, product managers and I think my own journey is a good example of that um, but just latching on to those kind of core 
core characteristics and showing that you've done the work, being able to tell a story. One other suggestion, if I can leave that with you and, and your listeners, which I found really helpful to get into product was doing a lot of pro bono work where I did effectively free consultancy for both some startups and more established companies mm. where I said, let me prove to you that I can do product management, even though I'm not a product manager. So I would, on their behalf, speak to a number of customers. And again, all for free. Uh, or I would do a product strategy and help them with that or do create a product roadmap for them, uh, for those companies. And what it was a win-win situation because, A, mm. it helped those companies because they didn't have to pay for, for hopefully some valuable help on some of those key pieces and also it helped me to show to future employers like yes i wasn't a haven't had the formal product manager title but look at these projects or these kind of consultancy pieces i've done for companies where i did key product management tasks like mm. customer research for example that's beautiful so to wrap up this session um what do you would like to uh, encourage the listeners to do if I were an aspiring, aspiring product manager? Yeah, many things. Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, easy, that's why I told the question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it is not, it's not easy. It's, it's great to see that, obviously, I have this conversation a lot, that's why. Uh, and, 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 and people want to be in... in want to get into product and that's why it's great that we're having this conversation both about you know demystifying what product management is and isn't but also to look at how to get in there and there's not one way but i would really encourage aspiring product managers to go out there it's not the kind of job especially if you haven't done a product manager role where you can just easily apply and say well i haven't had that title give give me a product manager role you have to be a bit more creative, I think. And I, and, and, and I would encourage people to do that. Really think about where, where are my strengths, where, you know, where are my transferable skills that I can use in, in a product role and that I can show to, to employers that I've got those skills, even though I, didn't have a, I haven't had a formal product management role. And, and just try them. Try them, whether it's, as we said, doing those product reviews and showing your companies that you're interested in in working for even if there's no vacancies at the moment for product roles they might not even know they want a product manager sometimes mm -hmm. to say i've done the homework and i think this is where i think you can improve your product or mm -hmm. this is what i've learned about your customers and i think there's a great opportunity you've got nothing to lose and it's a great way to to have conversations with companies that might already have a product function or looking to grow a product function it's a great way to to get connected to to other product people, heads of product, product managers, and learn from them. But you have to go out there and mm. and try and be creative and 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 expose yourself in 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 a in in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the best way of the word in by doing these things and just trying it. To uh, pick back on what you just said, I would like to add, uh, add something to that is uh, to join because I'm I'm just a fan of the mighty product and for the bank so when you go out there you join the mighty product slack group participate in the local product tank uh to talk to the other product people and also solicit some feedback for whatever product research or user research that you are working on 
because that's the great way to um, yeah just go out there 100 going out there that's that, that's a nice way of, much more eloquent than me error in that sense in in wrapping that up because i think it is going out there um like i said this is not the kind of job where you just send out your cv uh, mm. or fill in a, a few job apps. you might be lucky and i'm not saying it's an it's a dead end but i i often hear and i've seen this myself as well is that a lot of product management roles come about by just being out there talking to other product people mm. looking into their product especially if you want to get into that sector which i had to do myself is mm. having a lot of coffees with product managers heads of products vc sometimes another good source mm. um and really putting yourself out there saying this yeah. is what i've done i've looked at your product but also this is my background this is what i can bring to your company or to your product or to your customer space got it so everything else here uh, we just said here is easier said than done so for the audiences just take action don't just listen to the podcast it's okay to listen to it but take action I, I really i really hope that our conversation today has given people some ideas and some inspiration but absolutely you have to you have to go out there there's no, there's no other way around it i'm afraid got it so thank you so much mark uh, uh quite uh, a number of insights uh, in terms of how to break into portal management excellent no my pleasure it was a great conversation thank you so much so appreciate it for the audiences until next time